Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show me some. Show me. Show me some. So thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Love the Agent Podcast. My name is Alexandria Bolton, and I am here today with Mary Beth Gilmore, formerly known as Mary Jarrett. She is a real estate agent with Keller Williams, Louisville East, and specifically the leader of Elevate Louisville Group. Thank you for coming on, Mary. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited that you could join me today, and we're going to... so. As everyone knows, we've been in the most bizarre times of our country's history, and it's created a lot of new and unexpected possibilities in the real estate industry. Uh, Some markets are crashing, others are booming. One thing that we all know is that people see an opportunity in the real estate on the horizon because the market is just kind of crazy right now. Wouldn't you agree, Mary? I would totally agree that it is wild right now. Things seem to be here specifically just flying off the shelf if it's price properly. Yeah. So, and each market is different. And if you look at the national overall market, then it could look like we're in a downturn and it really just depends on your local market. Mary and I are both based out of Louisville, Kentucky and service that area primarily. I am also licensed and operating in Tampa, Florida and satellite beach area as of now currently. Um, So they're a little bit different, but both of these markets seem to be uh, low on inventory with high demand. Yeah, definitely. That's how it is in the, in the Louisville area. It's just wild. Yeah. Our average days on market are very low right now. Mm -hmm. So everyone always talks about this. I think you and I, Mary and I went to college together at University of Kentucky my freshman year. And um, you and I might have even talked about this at one point, but everyone always asks the age old question, should I become a real estate agent? (laughs) Um, Everyone's thought of doing it. And today, Mary and I are going to go into what it looks like for each of us and how we got started in real estate, what it's like to work at a boutique brokerage or what it's like to work in a big name brokerage, what our experience has been like for ourselves personally and for others that work with us from our perspective as much as we can. guess how they feel about current circumstances with us. Um, You're going to get the honest truth from both of us and what it's like slanging houses for a living. So Mary, first I want to go over how you got started in real estate. What were you doing before? So uh, what I was doing before real estate is I was teaching um, right after college. Uh, I got a job in South Korea teaching English And I was there for five years. Um, And then when I came home, I was, that was like the only kind of experience that I had. And um, it was horrible (laughs) when I worked as a, as a teacher. Um, And so I had gone out to lunch one day with my family and my cousin was like, hey, I'm actually going to school to do real estate. And I was like, I think I could do that. Uh, she told me that the classes were like $600 and at the time that was just uh, an enormous amount of money to have. I honestly didn't know if it was even possible for people to save $600. Uh, I had to ask my grandmother who was sitting next to me. I was like, hey, uh, if I were to do this, would you lend me $600? She was like, oh yeah, for sure I would do that. So I ended up borrowing the money from her and then going to school. And I cried like every day when I went to school because I had not bought property. And I thought that being a realtor was just 
opening the door and being like, do you like it? <laughs> I didn't know it was everything that it is, all of the paperwork and the legality and, you know, negotiating a contract and finding buyers. I thought that um, once I announced that I was an agent, that my phone would just ring and I didn't realize that I had to actually generate the, that business. Right. Yeah, it's definitely, there's some misconceptions that are there. Uh, I know from college days that you and I also both used to serve tables for a living. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I worked at uh, Prisha's Big Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. All starting with hey. <laughs> So many. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I always think yeah. it's funny because I'm like, being a real estate agent is a lot like being a server. <laughs> You're sure. just serving the, you know, a transaction of real estate instead of a transaction of food exchange. So definitely. Yeah. And it's not like an hour long meal. It's a month long. You have that, you know, table, if you will. Right. And um, you all have always had a very driven attitude. Uh, and I think that that is another reason that you have that you were perfect for this opportunity. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, you definitely need to have a lot of drive because I mean, you're ultimately starting your own business and that's kind of what like waiting tables is, is your section is your business and you're making kind of quote commission off of every table and you have to deliver like that, that service and, um, but the, 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 the difference though, is that people that you're working for a business that's already established, they're coming in there and they're like, Hey, we know we want pizza and it, we want you to just make it happen. Whereas as a realtor, you have to be like, you have to get those people to come to you. Yeah, for sure. And you got to get them coming back to you. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, right, right. And their friends and their family. So how long did the school take for you? And where did you go for it? Was it online or in person? I did an in-person class. Uh, I did the two-week course, and I'm really glad that I did. It was really challenging. It was the 96 hours um, at Home Services. It's in the um, Churchill Downs corporate office. And uh, it was 600 or 595, something like that. Um, books but included. I'm, yeah, books included. But I'm just more of an in-person learner. I have to go uh, and sit in a classroom and be accountable from 8 a.m. until 5. If, it's, if that would have been on me to learn alone at my house, it would have taken me months. And I may not have even completed it. It was really challenging for me. So I had um, experience in real estate because my stepdad, well, first I worked for an appraiser when I was 15 and kind of learned like data input, which correlates a lot with being an agent. Um, and then I learned the legalities of stuff through working for my stepdad. And then I was exposed to operations through working for my mom, who was a broker or well, an agent and then a broker and blah, blah, blah. So I had a lot of experience and I ended up doing it online, but I will say that the price difference is only about a hundred dollars. I think it was $4.95. Uh, and it's definitely a go at your own pace. And like you said, it's one of those things where if you're not, if you don't have a reason to be held accountable, then it's really hard to get there. But fortunately for me, because I knew I had felt like I knew I had a good foundation of terminology I was able to do it while working at another job. Wow, that's <laughs> that, you know, unbelievable. Just keep it going in the background and then take the test. <laughs> um, wow, yeah. So if you're, um, you know, I think that 
that's a big thing for well and also there are a lot of schools so the one that i went to i'm not going to name it but basically it was the bare minimum you know like the they would literally read the text to you on a video online and yeah it was you know totally like interpret it yourself um and that totally had a had an effect on my exam which <laughs> i failed the first Did you? Time. <laughs> i passed the legal which yeah. is like really difficult um and but i failed the state exam mm. so it was I had to retake it and that was very embarrassing and I don't really like to tell people that a lot. I think that a lot of people, I mean, it's, it is a hard exam. I mean, they don't make it to where you can pass it. They make it because the market's saturated and they don't want a ton of people, you know, in it. So they're like, all right, well, we're going to put a boundary up here and, and make this a little bit tough. And I think too, like, it's a lot of information to learn. Um, and it's, I mean, for me anyway, it was a lot of information that was very unfamiliar with for me. I had no experience at all. I had never bought property. Um, I was so lost. And I even tell people now, just go take the two week course in person, just so that way you can knock it out because the, ultimately the information that they're teaching you is to pass an exam, not to sit down and uh, sell real estate. Right. And I think that's a big misconception too, is that people think they're ready to get going right after you pass the exam. And that's very far from true. It's like math that you learn in school versus doing your taxes. They're, you know, very different. <laughs> totally. Yeah. For sure. Um, so it's, it's definitely, uh, do you mind if I ask you, did you pass the exam your first try? I did. But I, so now I will say that in my school uh, that I went to, the woman that was a teacher, she is one of the head people at Galar, um, or maybe it's KREC, I can't remember, but I think that she has some uh, pull or say or like experience with, uh, if not currently writing the test or has wrote the test before, um, so she can make you ha in order to take the state exam, you had to pass the um, in-person like mock state exam, if you will. Uh, and I failed that one the first time. It was so hard. And the second that I passed it, the second time I went and I scheduled the state exam immediately. And I think that that having that taking that exam, that practice exam really prepared me for the state exam. Totally. When I did it, um, I took the school final exam and I was stoked because I got a 99% on it. I think I got 100% on it because it was like literally the exact question that they had asked us previously, you know, right. word and I'm a visual learner. So I'm like, oh, I know what that answer looks like. Yeah, right, right, when right. Took, when I took the real exam, I had, <laughs> I mean, that's why I failed. <laughs> so after that, what I did was I went and I, I went to it was APAS Weichel services, mm -hmm. the exams in Kentucky. And I went to APAS Weichel's site and I bought this practice state exam three times in a row. Every, I bought it repeatedly until I saw the, started seeing the same questions again. And I basically achieved what you're in school, you know, yeah. and that was about a hundred dollars. So that might've yeah. been <laughs> person for me, but yeah. Um, but yeah, that's I've eventually I've understood how they terminate phrased the questions with, and right. they, they do like all of a sudden apply the vocabulary that you've learned about, but you know, I'm like, you all didn't do that when we were getting <laughs> through these, you know, yeah. when you're reading the book to me, just telling me what it is. Right. Okay. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to go into the differences between being at a large brokerage and a small. 
and we're back. I'm here with Mary Jarrett, now known as Mary Beth Gilmore, with Keller Williams Elevate Louisville Group, and we're talking about what is, what do you do after passing your exam now? So what where did you go after you passed your exam? So I worked first at a uh, boutique mm, brokerage <laughs> with a lovely, lovely woman named Adele. <laughs> Can I say her name? Yeah. Full <laughs> disclosure, everyone. It's my mom, Adele Gorino Sanders. <laughs> yes, Adele Gorino Sanders. Uh, I, I did work now known as Adele oh. Gorino Peters. That's or right. Adele that's right. She did just get married. Yeah. Yeah. So I did work at a boutique uh, brokerage first. Uh, and I think I was with your mom for, I don't know, maybe almost a year. When did you start working with her? Uh, I want to say November of 2018. Oh, okay. Yeah. So no, that no, was... no, 2017. I'm sorry. Okay. And I started mine in 2000, in July of 2017. So I think you worked for her after I was no longer working for her. You were on your way out. I think, I think you and Kyle Roth were on your way out. Um, and sorry, I don't know if I'm, if I'm okay to like name drop all of these people, <laughs> but, uh, you all, you all let, were on your way out. Um, I think you were kind of coming in and out because I know that you taught me some things while you were in there, but I got licensed and affiliated with her in November of 2017. And then I left, I think in the end of May, maybe of 2018. So, um, we both kind of started at a boutique brokerage then. And yeah. just a full disclosure. Um, so I currently kind of own and operate a boutique brokerage now, my own outside of working for my mom. I left her, um, I think in 2017, July of 2017. And um, Mary is now working with Keller Williams and it's like a branch of a team. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. I'm kind of building a business within a business. Right. And I am very curious about that. So uh, before we go into that, I do want to talk about, um, so you were at a boutique brokerage. At what point did you go into real estate full-time? Did you quit your other jobs? Because um, I think you started as a part-time hustle until you got on your feet, right? I did. Yeah. And uh, your mom was a big reason for that. She was really rooting for me to start like doing this full time. So I was working at the school um, at the time and she was like, I need your help. I, like I'm drowning over here. Um, your mom was really busy. And so I left my job, like I got licensed in November and I think I left that the end of that semester in December, like that following month, I, uh, I, I left my job but I was still uh, waiting tables at the same time. So I didn't make enough money to just be full-time real estate. I just stopped my job because what I thought initially when I started, I thought, oh yeah, people are only going to want to look at houses after five o'clock or on the weekends, but that's just not the case. I mean, everybody has a different schedule and people want to look at houses any opportunity that they can. And of course, when I was working from 7 a.m. to three o'clock in the afternoon, I was getting a lot of requests of people wanting to see houses at that time. So it was just like a sign too for me to go. But once I did leave uh, the school, I still had to wait tables for at least another year before I completely quit and did real estate full time. Um, so I was a little bit different, a lot different. I was um, very pregnant and I moved back to Kentucky 
got my real estate license, was working at my stepdad's law firm, which was a real estate law firm. So it all, you know, correlated and made sense. Uh, but I was eight and a half months pregnant and I was getting induced and I was like, I had timed it out so that my last day of work was like the, you know, Wednesday before I went in for labor on a Thursday because I wanted to like sit it out over the weekend and <laughs> or Friday, I think, or something. And um, I was like paying contractors <laughs> and stuff from the hospital bed, I remember. But I kind of made an agreement to myself that I wouldn't go back to a full-time job other, aside from real estate after taking maternity leave. So I only took like a two-week maternity leave because of that. <laughs> sell, 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 baby. <laughs> right. Um, 2016, I had my baby in 15. 2016, I was like at the prime of flipping and I was my own agent for most of the transactions. And that's kind of how I've gotten my footing was just being my own agent for a lot of it. And I flipped so many houses that I just like got my experience, you know, my quantity up there pretty quickly, which you know, you really just like the more transactions you do, the more you learn as an agent. And that's really the difference of an experienced agent versus a new agent. And from a broker's perspective, it's, you know, like a whirlwind of liability difference <laughs> working yeah. with an experienced agent versus a new agent. So that's always interesting. Um, but yeah, I went full time with it. And then since then, I'm, you know, I'll be honest, I've had to develop other streams of revenue. And now I offer management services, I do construction services. And it's funny, because you have kind of gone more full time with your real estate brokerage. And now and so tell me what the transition was like to go from boutique to large brokerage. What was, you know, the selling point that made you turn your other way? So what made the decision for me to go from boutique to like large scale was just how many people were there really. Because when you're new, you need so much. Um, you're so needy. You have questions all the time and it's almost like you have to spread out that like, I, I want to say you want to spread out your pain, but it's not necessarily pain, but you have to spread like kind of give people a break because I was calling your mom constantly and if the second she wouldn't answer I'm calling you and you wouldn't answer I'd call somebody else that I know that's a real estate agent because I'm like I have so many questions I'm in a transaction and sometimes that's just how you learn is just in by just doing it because you know the classes don't teach you hey this is how you negotiate a contract hey this is um, like even the seller's disclosure that they show what, you. Is what like you need to tell your clients to expect. Oh you know? yeah, totally. The I had no idea. Overview of a transaction. The totally. basic title. Yeah. There's so much. What that, are your rights? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like, I know all the ways, like I just went to a two week course to learn all the different ways that I can get sued and anything a lender can say to get sued and what an attorney can do. And then I didn't learn anything on, Hey, here's step one. And here's, all the little steps we have to take in between to get you to the closing table. So, um, yeah, I made a lot of people upset, <laughs> but I had a lot of questions and there was just a lot going on and I needed just so many people to just like grab from, to be like, uh, I want to grab your shirt tail and ask you a question and this and this and this. Um, so it was just like more the community aspect of it rather than just being with one person. Yeah. And then for the alternative path, <laughs> in contrast again, uh, my mom, after you left, my mom and I were still together, or 
no, th- I'm sorry. This was before your involvement with my mother. But at one yeah. point, I had my mom and I were working together. This was before she linked up with you. Mm-hmm. Um, she had her brokerage and it was just a lot. I think um, it was, I think after 08 happened, you know, or like we were, it, maybe it was 2011, but we're experiencing familial financial difficulties from just having all our chips in the real estate basket around that time. And the year, you know, the years that it takes to recoup from that, that she kind of just got exhausted with it. And at one point we ended up joining a um, segment of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services and so it was really, that was so beneficial to do that. Um, and the principal broker over there, Dave Parks, is just the nicest guy that I have ever met. And he was so encouraging and um, he was very accepting of my mom and me and gave me a better split than I think that they had offered most newer agents. But because I had so much you know, knowledge and experience with it and active deals going on that were higher price. He kind of knew that I wasn't going to come without that. So they even, you know, they kind of catered to me as much as possible. And uh, my little greedy and ungrateful self (laughs) after being there (laughs) for a couple months, they made 10 grand off of me in like my first two months there. And I was like, holy, (laughs) 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 you know, and I just wasn't getting leads very much from it because it seemed like, like, you know, you had to answer it in 15 minutes or it was gone. And I'm like, wait a minute, I might be like painting a door, you know, and I've, I don't see that and I'm out and what the hell. So yeah. it was, it's definitely a, a totally different pace of office setting and uh, motivation and like resources. Uh, I mean, it, they had all these resources, but it took time to kind of learn those resources. And I just like, didn't, I was kind of like, if I'm going to figure all this out, I might as well be keeping, you know, 100. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's overwhelming too. Like the amount of resources that some of these big brokerages can offer you, you're like, oh my gosh, I need this to be like, ah, uh, yes. me in a different way almost. Like so services. much. Yeah. It's so much. Well, now and as a broker, I've got like seven services going, you know, and I'm like, yeah, all right, I need you to download this app and then this app. And then yeah. This right. Right. So what does it, what's it like working on a team? I've, tell me about that, please. So um, it's kind of, like I said, working, building a business within a business. So I'm kind of getting like the taste of, I guess, what it's like to be like a mini broker because I'm essentially, I have an office uh, that, that is within, inside of Keller Williams and I pretty much pay for everything. I mean, I pay for my rent there. I pay for printing. Um, I pay for leads. I pay for a contract to close person. So that way I have somebody that's doing my agent's paperwork. And then I have two agents with me right now. And basically I pay for everything on the front end and they kind of in the same respect pay me as like a broker on the back end, just in the splits on what they do. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. And I am... I'm just blown away with the volume of transactions that you're doing. And I mean, it's funny because you have more agents than I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, I just have one more agent than you do. It's not nothing, nothing crazy, but I'm definitely, I want to grow. But it's also, it's hard. It's hard taking on new agents because you have to train them and you have to, be available all the time to be and it can get to be a lot um and that's kind of where I feel 
hesitant or a little bit scared about, you know, making my own brokerage because also I know I'll have to come and make that transition with a big level of like support for those new agents because it's hard to provide, you know, it, it takes a lot of, um, of energy and, and time, but you know, you, you got to do it to invest in them and their success. Yeah. It's a, it is definitely a commitment. And I think, you know, I teeter totter back on back and forth on whether or not I want to get more agents involved. And, you know, I will say that my agent, Mac Gordon, who's with me right now at Hippo House, she is amazing. She helps me tremendously. And, you know, we just, it's, we kind of, it feels like a team. I don't really, I don't do transactions without including another agent, but since I only have one, it's always her. Yeah. Um, I am kind of looking for a new agent and I would like to expand that a little bit, but it definitely comes with liabilities and, you know, yeah, definitely. Uh, well, I feel like it's a little bit different too with me. Like I'm not a broker, you know, like I have my broker, Brad, and ultimately if anything happens, it's kind of like, I have this like little trial period that I'm doing. And then I'm like, Oh, if something really crazy happens, I'm like, and Brad, please take over. But I try to, you know, train them as best as I can and be there as much as I can to answer any questions, to try to get in front of any potential problems or something like that, that could ultimately occur. But I'm working right now. So my, my husband, (laughs) he, uh, just quit his job. He was doing uh, property management. He was a maintenance coordinator, uh, but he has a real passion for film. So he stopped, uh, quit his job. He's filming weddings, doing like virtual walkthroughs and, virtual tours for a lot of, for property, the property management, that company that he was working for myself and a few other agents at my office. And he's also helping me build like an interactive training course for new agents. So that way it's like, okay, you pass your real estate exam, you join a brokerage, you come in your first day, what do you do? And that's kind of where it starts. And then it goes, you know, it's uh, an entire course. And once they complete that course, they get a higher split with me. And that way too, it kind of, can ease a little bit of your time um, and your kind of stress levels. I don't know about it for you, but sometimes it can be really stressful to be in production and to manage, you know, to teach people like the proper procedures and, and things that are happening. So in order for them to have like the video to sit down, hey, you're not getting leads, you're not getting any kind of benefits until you finish this course. So that way I know that I, cause when people come from a different brokerage or when they start, completely new. Well, I mean, I guess really more so when they come from a different brokerage, you don't really know what they know already. Mm -hmm. So in order to be like, okay, here, sit down here. I've built this curriculum, sit down, watch these videos, answer the questions. I want it to be interactive. I want to be able to check to make sure that you know what's going on. And not only that, but something that you now have in your back pocket to say, all right, when I'm in this situation again, and I have a listing and I have a question, I can go back to this video and watch it. Love it. It's genius. I'm going to need to steal that from my own. <laughs> I'll have the resources to get it done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just going to put it on my mile long to-do list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. This episode is going to be sponsored by Mary's new husband's video company. So we'll talk about Mary's future goals. 
So one of my favorite quotes was from Franklin Delano Roosevelt. I actually had to look it up because I kept saying Thomas Jefferson for a long time and that turns out was not true. <laughs> he said, real estate cannot be lost or stolen, nor can it be carried away. Purchased with common sense, paid for in full and managed with reasonable care. It is about the safest investment in the world. The yeah. truth could not be more <laughs> That's just the best quote ever. It's literally like why I'm so passionate about real estate. Yeah. And I just think it's amazing too, that we actually live in one of the few countries where you can own land. Some yeah. other countries don't even allow that opportunity. Right. So I, I know that that just gets me jazzed about the endless potentials with real estate. And I'm curious, what's your next goal for your real estate career? Oh my goodness. That's a great question. <sighs> get through well, COVID. <laughs> yeah. Get through COVID. I've been really, I've been focusing and kind of catching up on like, I, I have been thinking about this. I know that 2021 is around the corner and I have to start preparing, um, and making a new vision board every year. I make a, a vision board for the year. And I've been thinking about what do I want on it? Because we've done a lot of our big goals already. And we've been like really focused on those for the past year or two I guess really since we got back to America from Korea in 2017 we've been really working at it being your husband and you yeah 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 because what we did is he bought a house and then before we got married he bought a house and then I bought a house and then we got married um like two weeks ago and then now we're looking to buy a third house when you buy buy we buy yeah. So that's what we, that's what our goal was, you know? And so I think about it now is like, all right, well, this is not just a house that is going to be a rental pro. Well, I mean, it, it may be a rental property in the future, but it's somewhere that we are really not looking to move again for maybe five years would be nice. So I don't know, Alex, I want to grow my team. I, I, I can't say that. I know I would like to get two to three more agents in 2021. And I would like to sell a hundred homes in a year. That is definitely a goal. I love that. That's an ambitious and awesome <laughs> goal that if anyone can achieve it, I truly believe and know that it would be you. <laughs> um, so Mackenzie has been my, I, I, it surprises me how much she pushes me forward and I think that's one of the benefits of having people work under you that makes me want to get more people Definitely. involved. They come up with these new and creative ideas. To, yeah, it you know, keeps your blood fresh. Yes. Yeah. She has branched us into commercial in this in 2020. And wow. she also wanted to get into land. And we sold a big 65-acre plot of land. And Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And now, right now, she um, wants to get into management. And I have been doing Airbnb property management and after a previous career with the long, well, an attempt at managing long-term rentals as an, you know, that's when I owned them for myself. I was part of a rental portfolio. It was miserable. It was not my forte. So yeah, the rentals <laughs> are hard. <laughs> they are hard, but I'm like, they're so beneficial if you can just figure it the F out. So yeah. that is my... I think our goal for 2021 is going to be to work on the cultivating more business within the different sects that we have branched out into 
you know, because we've only done a couple commercial and a couple in agri, you know, land and agricultural. So I'd really like to get more business in each of those divisions that we've already kind of invested in and set the groundwork for. And then definitely try to do, try to get a harness of the reins of property management, <laughs> like riding the bull is how I, but yeah. hey, I can't tell you how many people tell me I'm a bull in a China shop. So <laughs> I, I can figure you it are. out. I'm, I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. Um, Lord's work. Yeah. One last question. And then I'm going to tell everyone how they can find out more information and join your team, which probably has more resources available than mine at this time. <laughs> <laughs> Will you ever join me and make my team better? I feel like it's really global and dynamic. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about some expansions and um, how that could work. We can, I'm always down to talk. Yeah, and I think it's funny too, because I think a lot of people, I, you know, my competitive side is like, I don't want to know other agents. You don't make me money. Right, yeah. <laughs> but it's fun because, you know, I, I do have a handful that I'm like, I love to collaborate with you guys and, you know, just see what's going on. And even if we're not doing deals together, it's really nice to know some of the people that you encounter with work and, you know, vibe with on a personal level. So Definitely. I'd love to, you know, talk with people, even if there's no potential, even if you promise or say mm -hmm. that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So Mary Beth Gilmore with Elevate Louisville Group at Keller Williams East. Thank you very much for joining me. And ladies and gentlemen, Mary has been in real estate for only three years. And within that time, she has created a team of two agents working under her and is projected to complete $10 million in real estate transactions this year. She really is one of the most go-getter people I know. If you'd like to find out more information, you can go to www.elevatelouisvillegroup.com or call them at 502-548-3845. That's her cell phone. She will pick up and tell you whatever you want to know. <laughs> her Instagram is elevate underscore Louisville underscore group. And you can find her on Facebook at marybethgilmore.com. Not hiding over well, here. Thank you, Mary. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm sorry. I said, thanks so much for having me. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I think you're one of the best just people I know and workers I know and I really I would recommend you for a job and I don't say that about too many people so I think very highly of you and I appreciate your time and coming on with me today big time you're making me blush thank you I'm already <laughs> blushing from our shots <laughs> <laughs> all right and I will see you guys on the next episode of show love me. the agent podcast show Woo. me show me show me, show me.